Laura opens a theater. Bree travels the country with the son she never knew. Elizabeth falls in love in spite of herself. Josie fights sexism in the workplace. And June saves Johnny from himself. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Best Actress, 2005. And the Oscar goes to... 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 Reese Witherspoon. We're here. We're back. What a, a layoff. I know. How long has it been? <sighs> well, when Decades. this goes up, it'll have been four weeks since our last episode posted. A full usually, month? Usually we do two weeks, but, you know, the world's open. The world is open and we open are now. in it. We've both been traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to record after only having like one extra week off, but uh, you booked a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we we really have been, uh, we've been world travelers, or U.S. travelers, not world travelers. Not world travelers, not yet. Gone, um, intercontinental. No. Did you miss us? I hope you guys did. I hope so. We missed you. I need to be missed. Yeah. Um, How Nick, was, um, oh, no, you, got, you go first. I did two trips. So okay, brag. Went, since the last time we talked, I went to Las Vegas. Um, Less of a, a brag. Couple, with a couple friends. Brag. Uh, we lost one of our friends. He, first, <gasps> he, ended Sadness. Up, he ended up locked on the roof of a casino. <laughs> and we had a crazy night. Uh, ended up uh, stealing Mike Tyson's tiger. If this was the hangover, who, which one would you be? Don't say Bradley Cooper. You, I have seen oh, Bradley no. Cooper and you, sir. I know Bradley Cooper. Um, You'd be the guy locked on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Getting married, 100%. Yeah. God, I'd answer yeah, that my question. Yeah, Craig, I guess, would be more the Bradley Cooper. Um, and Rick is sort of like a mixture of <laughs> Ed Helms and... Um, that's a dangerous combination. I guess, yeah. That's a dangerous combination. Where else um, did you go? I didn't well, know. then I went to oh, a wait, that's right, that's in right, that's Boston. Right. And while I was there, I actually infiltrated the police department. Um, this is so lame. A crime boss. <laughs> this is so lame. And the crazy thing was, at the same time, oh my god, there was this I hate guy you. That I thought was like so that. Lame. I realized he was a cop infiltrating that. Eh, it's the whole thing. That's so lame. So now lame. you took a trip, also. I did. I did. Even though I was, you know, I was tired. And they tell it. They say if you're tired, yeah, take, you a, take Napa. a Napa. Don't go, go to Napa. Napa. Boof. But I did go to Napa, yeah. um, and it was great. I've never felt so simultaneously rich and poor at the same time. Yeah. Like, we, first of all, we got a limo. Yes. There were, count them, three of us. Right. Supposed to be four. Buffy dropped out, friend of the pod. Um, so we got there, and uh, the limo driver comes out for, for the wine tasting, and he goes, where's the rest of you? <laughs> and we go, oh, no, it's just us. Like, we're, we're it's like girlfriend's trip and he goes usually this is for more people (laughs) did he give a number that it's usually for six to eight six to eight Mm -hmm. it was just the three of us in a limo yeah Yeah. that's nice though it was so you did a lot of wine tasting yeah then i did hear uh friends of the podcast rachel lewis and kelly ewing Mm -hmm. told me that the last night you guys were there you were supposed to do dinner and Mm -hmm. they couldn't find you 
And then they found Trina Carl's Jr. <laughs> drinking like a nice <laughs> wine just straight from your soda cup. Is that correct? It's uh, a sideways reference, guys. <laughs> I hate you, though. I really do hate you. They Napa is to, really nice. But they don't go to Napa inside. No, they go to... No, that's just Central Coast. No, because... Listen, Paul Giamatti's character could not afford Napa in that. Let me tell you. I can't afford Napa. We went to the pool on the, la- the last full day that we were there because there was a pool where we stayed. I just want to say, I just want to give you a visual. Yeah. Rachel Lewis, I'm, I went to the pool first. She was like, I need time to get ready. Okay, fine. Kelly's the, walking around. For the, for for the, the pool. pool. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm at the pool. Rachel comes around the corner into the pool. She is wearing a black bathing suit, titties up to her chin, mm-hmm. oot in a boot, and a full-length, flowing, black, calf, sheer caftan with gold embroidery all around the decolletage. For a second, did you think Liz Taylor had walked <laughs> out of her grave? And I the saw them violet. I truly was aghast. When I tell you also, watching the heads turn, like Napa, if you guys have not been, is the land of linen. It's yeah. like it is not it is a it, it is a real it is not a gold and black caftan situation and she really god bless her she fucking worked it. Anyway, it was it was quite a trip. It's really nice to be like it feels good to be oot in a boot. It feels good to be able to do things. Yeah. Yeah. It does. You and I are sitting here having a glass of speak cuz you were, I, you were in Napa. You I was in Napa. I brought back some really good... So we're drinking a Blanc of Pinot Noir mm-hmm. um, out of Coops. Yeah, I use it's, the Coops. It's very breakfast at Tiffany's in here right now. I it's feel very, that way. It's very, you know, Capote sitting around with Harper Lee <gasps> and Amy Ryan and Chris Cooper. God. On that note... In Kansas. Can I just say, I truly... I, d- I did miss my... I mean, I feel like 60s New York would have been my... I feel like, I mean, I like to think that I would have been very, you know, in that sort of world. I probably would have been more like Peggy. Yeah, for absolutely. Mad Men. But um, without the eventual like hero arc, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been the. I would. I would have had that. You know, when she's like, "I'm Peggy Olson. I want to try marijuana." Yeah, that would and have then been you me. Probably would have. Like, would have been a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, first and only person that ever died from marijuana, <laughs> from marijuana use use. would have been you in 1969. <laughs> Murphy's Law. Am I yeah. right? Um, I want to talk about Capote because I love this movie. But we're going to talk about that later. Oh, shit. First, we're going to talk about actresses. That's right, because Catherine Keener was not nominated. Yeah. Okay, actresses, go ahead. Well, before we jump into it, I'm going to do your favorite thing. Oh, God. And we're going to run through the award nominations. I'm going to sip on some more of this Pinot Noir. So gold, we'll start with the Golden Globes. You know, it's interesting because now that we're in a world where the Golden Globes very well may never happen again. Yeah, I know. Weird. Yeah, it's strange. And, you know, when I was going through this, I was like, you know, there is, I do hope something comes along that takes its place that does some sort of comedic recognition. Yeah, I agree. Because there were some performances. Oscars are not going to do like, it. Oh, I forgot about this. That's fun that that person was nominated. Anyway, so... The nominees for Golden Globe Drama. The winner was Felicity Huffman for Transamerica. We'll talk more about that. And they put that... Okay. That's uh, Shirley, a, that, was a, that was a comedy? 
No, this is drama. Oh, that's drama. Okay, sorry. Uh, Charlize Theron for North Country, which we'll talk more about. And then the other three nominees actually did not get a Oscar nomination, and that was Maria Bello for A History of Violence. Oh, I love that movie. Gwyneth Paltrow for Proof. Okay. And Z Zhang for Memoirs of a Geisha. Now, she got nominated for a lot of stuff. I didn't revisit that movie because I remember strongly disliking it yeah. when I saw it in 2005. I remember it being boring. I remember yeah. it being boring. It's very long, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Looks great, I'm sure. But Golden Globe Comedy, the winner was Reese Witherspoon for Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, the other two. Comedy Academy or Award, musical. Comedy or musical, of course, because June Carter, not a comic character. Not a real, so not a real cut up. You know, she was. That was her persona, but not in real life so much. Sure. Judy Dench and Mrs. Henderson presents and Kira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. And we'll talk more about both of those. And then Laura Linney in The Squid and the Whale. Mm-hmm. And ah, that movie. Sarah Jessica Parker. What a laugh riot. For The Family Stone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tired, you take it out, but you don't go. That was to her line. In, remember in Sex in the City? You could drop that in right here. If you I, if you felt I could, like I'm it, I'm not going to go through the okay. trouble of it. But uh, watch I that episode, guys. Sag That's weird, uh, and also not really that. Well, I guess that I guess it technically is a comedy, but it's yeah. not funny. Okay, continue. Well, it seems like it's going to be a comedy until you find out Diane Keaton's dying, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yay. she's such a bitch. To that whole oh, that movie is uncomfortable. I know people like. Sorry, this is a sidebar about the Family Stone. I don't right. like well, that this movie. This is a Family Stone podcast. This is a Family Stone podcast now. I don't like that movie. It's very, um, she's very rude. Sarah Jessica Parker's very rude. Yeah. And that scene where she's talking about like the, like deaf, like do you, don't you want your kid to be normal or right. gay? It's very odd and Diane Keaton is angry in it and I don't like angry Diane Keaton. I yeah. want like, I want my Diane Keaton like fun and. Nude. Yeah, I want her naked, crying around a beautiful, sprawling <laughs> estate. <laughs> I want her as a first wife. I don't know. I want. I. I don't. I. I don't like that movie. La di da. La di da. La di da. La Sag nominees: Witherspoon one, Dench, Huffman, Charlize Theron, and then Zi Zhang shows mm-hmm. up there as well. Critics' choice. I forgot we're still on this part. Reese Witherspoon wins. Okay. Charlize Theron. Felicity Huffman, Judy Dench, Keira Knightley. They nominated six. Joan Allen in The Upside of Anger. And we're going to talk about that performance as well. Uh, New York Film Critics and the National Society of Film Critics both went with, with Reese Witherspoon. The Los Angeles Film Critics went with Vera Farmiga for the movie Down to the Bone, which is not a film I've even ever seen. No, but you did fuck Vera Farmiga when you were in Boston, right? I did. <laughs> uh, she was my therapist at the time. So, so it was sort of like mm. a not good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But um, So that's that. So let's jump in. Who should we, who should we discuss first? Um, of this, of this well, let's talk about Kira. Let's my, talk about Kira Knightley. My girl, Kira. Yeah. Kira Knightley. Now, everybody, if you've listened to any other Amazon podcast, you know I'm a big, well. Your big Regency era. <laughs> No, Austin. it's not even true. I'm you're a Jane, I'm just a Jane Austen. Austin. I'm an Austin, Austin head. Land. Yes, I'm you're a Carrie Russell. Well, I'm a woman of a certain. I'm a white lady. Excuse yes. me, of a certain age. Although, let's be fair, you've been a, an Austin fan for a long time. For a very long time, since I was you a kid. Grew into it. Yeah. No, no. Um, I've always loved, and my and I think, listen, like people try to. You can try in front and be like, well, there's other. 
My, I wrote my, do you know this? I wrote my college essay about um, how I wish I was Elizabeth Bennett. I, wrote, I literally wrote my college essay about Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah. Um, Pride and Prejudice is the premier, it's her masterpiece. They're all good. Right. Well, they're Northanger Abbey, okay. But they're all good. Um, but Pride and Prejudice is the best. This is a, I am a huge fan of the seminal Pride and Prejudice, uh, the six-hour um, BBC. Jennifer Ely, Jennifer Colin, Ely Firth. Colin Firth. Everybody that loves Pride and Prejudice loves that. And that's like really the, that's like the one, and that's the truest right. to the book. How This is like a sexier sort of like Hollywood version. Yeah. I got to say, I, when I remember the first time I saw this movie, and I was expecting to really hate it because I love the BBC one so much, I love this movie. And every time I watch it, it gets better. I think it's, I mean, it's Joe Wright. Who yeah. is a beautiful director? So he, so not like only do you have the story of Pride and Prejudice, but like the way that he does a lot of Pride and Prejudice is just about her traveling kind of around the country and yeah. that, like the beauty of England. It's stunning. Like mm-hmm. it's just looks so. It looks so good. Yeah. Just the shot of her on the cliff with the and the music and the whatever. Yeah. And Matthew McFadden, who, like, if you guys don't, I mean, he's fucking. I can't believe he's little weasel dude on succession because yeah. he's so hot in only this movie. Um, she's great if we're talking about her. <sighs> she is. She's great. I, we talked about this. Like For me, the movie is more about the look yes. and the ensemble as a whole because the whole ensemble is very strong. Yes. The part to play, if you're going to... Listen, and I wrote an essay on Elizabeth Bennett. The part to play if you're in Pride and Prejudice is Mrs. Bennett. That's the money role right there. Or Mr. Collins. Elizabeth is, she's a straight person. And Keira Knightley does, she does period pieces so well. Mm -hmm. That's like her thing. She fits so well into that sort of era. And it's kind of a thankless role because she just is like the like stiff upper lip sort of like, you know, keeping it together for the family. I think we talked about this a little bit when we did 2005. Um, I always feel bad for the, that actress who played the fifth sister. Oh, Mary? you got Carrie Mulligan and Jenna yeah. Malone and Rosamund Pike as the other sisters, and then there's the fifth sister. Mary. Mary. Well, everybody feels bad for Mary. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't really do much beyond that. Yeah, I think we looked it up at the time, and maybe she'd done like a lot of TV there. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or you want to play Lydia, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I love Kieran Knightley. I think she, and I think she's really good in this. Right. It just is, it's not a, it doesn't feel, it definitely doesn't feel like an Oscar winning role. It almost doesn't even feel like an Oscar nominated. role. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the movie I think is an Oscar nominated movie. I, or I think should be, I think it's a great, I love that movie. I just think that's a, yeah, it's just a tough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't it's seen that movie of, though, and you're a Pride and, and you're an Austin fan, role. it's a thankless role, yeah. for sure. As as being the uh, second most beautiful Bennett sister, right? I myself am the second most beautiful sister. Yeah, but we should point out there are not any other sisters. Well, there's only two of us. Yeah, so it's just one and then, yeah. just then one and then the. Mm-hmm. But it's tough, you know. Yeah. Regardless, would you say you are more of a Lydia? I think I'm more of a kitty, which is rough. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah. I wish I was a, like I'm like I'm like Lydia Light. Lydia is, the, is that the Kelly Riley character? No, 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 no. Lydia and Kitty are the two youngest Bennett sisters. Oh wait, what's the name of the um... Miss Miss Bingley, Caroline Bingley? That's that's Kelly Riley. No, what's the name of the friend that marries the pastor? Charlotte. You're more of a Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte? I'm not a Charlotte. I wish I was a Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte had ran her own house and had her own. Hey. Although they, they made a big deal about her being plain yeah, and an old maid at 20-something or other. We get Joke's on you, though, bitch, because I'm married. Yeah, that's true. You weren't at 20-something, though. No, I was not. <laughs> you were an old maid. And prospects were thin on the ground, Yeah, let me tell you. Um, but, you know, Maddie has his own parsonage, so <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. Oh, yikes. Um, let's talk about a similar... I think something that falls in a similar camp. And let's talk about Judy Dench and Mrs. Henderson Presents. Yeah. Again, she was nominated. We talked about this. Yeah. Why was she nominated? Correct. Well, I mean, I mean, we talk, I, I, when we talked about this, I still think this feels like the Annette Benning and being Julia, where it's like, yes, Judy Dench is always fantastic in everything she does. Yes. But. There's I think this no, movie is better than being Julia. Oh, I like this movie better than being Julia too. Um, I just think it seems like a movie that would come out like in the late summer. Yeah. And you'd watch it and you'd be like, oh, that movie was a delight. What yeah. a surprise. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm glad I got to see Bob Hoskins' dick. Kelly Riley again too. Yeah, Kelly Riley. Big year for Kelly Riley. Yeah, big year for Kelly Riley. Um, big year for all of Kelly Riley. Yeah. She's naked in this too. Um, yeah, you, exactly. She, we said she. There's a speech that Judy Dench gives about her son. That's yeah. She has her rousing sort of speech to reopen the theater. That's the Oscar moment. Yeah, and that's and, and she's great. Good. And the movie is is truly a delight. I yes. feel like this is probably an underseen movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our a lot of our listeners might not have ever checked out Mrs. Henderson Presents. You know what? I would say wait. Give wait till the fall comes. Oh, okay. Where there's a little crisp in the air. Okay. And then sit down. You know, get yourself like a like a like a like a coop. Yeah. Maybe a nice mixed. Oh yeah drink. yeah 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 yeah. Um, have a nice mixed drink to a start. A sidecar maybe. Yeah, and then um, you know, open up a bottle of wine mm-hmm. for the for the rest of the film and just just enjoy. Put your feet up. The the Mrs. Wear Henderson, a robe. Yeah, Mrs. Henderson presents. It's a sweater of a movie. Yeah. It's a real delight. It's 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 very lovely, and I, I do I do feel like I want to hang. Did you ever see? Did we talk about this tea with the dames? Did you see this? I think we watched almost all of it. I think we started it kind of late, and we didn't end up finishing it, and then we just never went back to it. But we watched like all but like twenty minutes. Of it's it. not like it's like a no, but it's, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I would love to have tea with those. I dames. would love to have tea with those dames, and, I, and this movie feels a lot like it's it liter it is a lot of Judy Dench being like. Let me entertain you. Like yeah. it's just very, it's it. Let it wash over you. Yeah. Again, not really an Oscar-nominated performance. If you were, if you're not Judy Dench, you're not getting that nomination. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is a movie that only Judy Dench or Maggie Smith gets nominated for. Yeah, but they're great in it. Yeah. Look, she did it. She did that. Mm-hmm. She did that. On to the next, shall we? Charlize. Are you enjoying this? Because I am really liking it. It's a good, it's a good blanc Pinot Noir. <laughs> a Pinot Noir blanc. 
We do not sound like we know what we're talking no, about. No, I absolutely don't. So did you watch North Country? Had you seen North Country yes, before? Yes, I've seen remember? North Country two times. I saw, saw and I'm going to tell you, I saw it both times in the theater. One time I saw it because I wanted to see it, and then another time my and friend the wanted to see it. And the second time you went when it was in a revival house somewhere? <laughs> it, was, it was playing at the New Beverly, um, and you had to run over there. And they were I lived selling, in New York at this time. They were selling bars outside. And <laughs> I lived in New York at this time. I saw this movie uh, on that at that one, one on uh, like Broadway, like up. Not nineteenth street. Yeah, nineteenth street. Yeah. Um, and then I saw it again. It is uh, uh and then I I rewatched clips. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. It upsets me. I was surprised because I remember not really liking this movie, and I was surprised rewatching it. I still don't think by any means it's like a great film. No. It's very much just like a kind of like a cookie cutter hey, let's do this issue as a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was surprised by how moved I was by it. And it it ends up sort of working better than I think it seems like it's going to for the first half of the film. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that is in part to, and truly, a lot of that is is due to um, really good actors. Yeah. Like, I mean, Francis McDormand, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Renner, like the pe- the people that are... Renner, I had forgotten, was even in this Yeah, film. totally. A shithead. Piece of shit. It's very interesting because I think what... This is like this for me is the equivalent of like this could be a lifetime movie. Yeah. But if you cast it with people that are extremely good at uh pathos, then all of a sudden you yeah, you are moved the whole thing. This is interesting because it's like Charlie's is going like halfway to Monster mm-hmm. where it's like, well, she's like the prettiest girl in town, but she still works in a mine, so and it's the you know Late eighties, early nineties. She's got a mullet. Yeah, so she has like a bad haircut, and yeah. the clothes aren't great. Yeah, but she's still undeniably. Did you, did you realize who was playing young Charlize Theron? No, in this movie. It's no. Amber Heard. Really? Oh wow! Honestly, it's, not a bad kind no, of dude. But it's really interesting because the high school versions of both Jeremy Renner and Amber and Charlize Theron are like in their late 20s or they're in their like mid 20s when they play the parts and they clearly do not look like high schoolers so it's like if you weren't just going to have them play themselves in yeah. flashbacks why not get actual like 17 yeah 17 year old kids yeah because yeah. because how old was amber heard at this time not yeah she was like i think she was like 22 23 hmm. um it's hard because i just don't know about the material so much but right. she but she, I mean, it's Charlize Theron. I'm the. Uh, it does. It does feel like it works partially because the case is sort of moving. It's one of those things that it's like, oh, you know, clearly this is a terrible thing that actually it happened and is still happening all over the place. And yeah, it's hard to tell how moved you are by the movie as opposed to just by the issue itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially in twenty twenty one. Especially if you have our leanings mm-hmm. about things like that. Um, but yeah, she's good in it. She's, she's better than she's a monster. Yeah, for sure. It's a more restrained sort of situation. I think yeah. part of that too is that she's surrounded. She has to play like she, her scenes are with really good actors, really good actors. Spacek from Richard Jenkins and yeah. Fran McDormand. And, and um, the, the brown haired girl, why is that her name escaping me? 
Shannon Sossaman. No, 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 no. The other, like the really pretty one, Michelle. Oh, it's Michelle Moynihan. Moynihan. No, it's not Shannon Sossaman. Michelle Michelle Monaghan. 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 Tom, Mon- Tom Monaghan. Brady's first. No, that was Bridget Monaghan. You oh. dumb fuck. Okay, sorry. Get dude. out of here. That was Natasha well, from Sex in the City. But back to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. This is. Oh, there's a lot of Sex in the City. Crossover, a crossover of it. Well, no, there's not though because Bridget Monaghan is not in this movie, guys. <laughs> it's Michelle. Monaghan. It's Shannon Sossaman <laughs> from Rules of Attraction <laughs> and A Knight's Tale. Yeah, it's weird to be referencing other movies right yeah. now. North Country is is it's the thing about that movie. This movie is like you're never just gonna like if you pop are, it on. If you're a like we're saying, pop on Miss Hen- Mrs. Henderson. Pretends. If you're like a sociology teacher and you're not feeling well one day, you're hungover. You're a sociology professor. Yeah, no, no like a high school. Okay. like so or ethics. Throw this movie on. Okay. Maybe you want to play it for your your class or something. Yeah. Like, is there like there are a couple like guys in the class that like that like really dicks. Like they yeah, play it for them. Yeah, play it for them. Do make you them, live in realize. like West Virginia and you're like, we should keep mining coal? Yeah, I, that's the career I want to go for. Yeah, put this movie on. Put this movie on. Forget yeah. like finding new fuel. Yeah, put this movie on. Because that does not, that is not a life that appeals to me. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. Let's talk about the two contenders. Because this was kind of a two-woman race, if I remember correctly. Sure. Um, so let's talk about Felicity Huffman first. Uh, the also-ran. So this is obviously weird to talk about for multiple reasons. Yes. Um, we're going to put aside Felicity Huffman and her college um, scandal. Um, <laughs> Operation Varsity, yeah. Varsity Blues. Yeah. Although she's okay. She comes out. I mean, listen. At least she, like, immediately was like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. She, hey, she, she, she did a hard time. She did her time. Like I don't know if she did hard days. time. <laughs> she did time. Yeah. Um, but obviously Felicity Huffman is playing a trans woman in this film. She is playing a man who is all, who is transitioning, transitioning to a female has transitioned, has already had top surgery. It's already on medication, but is looking to have her, uh, bottom surgery to finish her transition physically. This obviously it would be preferable if it had been an actual trans individual mm-hmm. playing this role. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I find this less offensive than Jared Leto and Dallas Buyers Club, and I don't know why. I think because Jared Leto sucks. I truly, no. I think that might be the reason. Like, I really... Also, make he's that a playing thing. a trans woman, right? Yes. So maybe that's also part of it, the fact that she that- at least is playing... The gender that she right. actually identifies is, as. yeah, identifies yeah. as, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen. <laughs> I mean, leaving aside the fact that it should have been played by a trans woman, this is two thousand five. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to take her for to task for that. Yeah. Um. I. This is a weird performance. It's a weird performance to judge. Yeah. 
She's kind of just putting on, she's kind of just doing a little bit of a voice. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's a little, I think it's a little much. Yeah. Like, and here's, and here, and I guess here's what I'm saying. I'm thinking about this now. I didn't really think about it before because it's easy to be like, to just kind of, um, I think it's easy to, to dismiss it and just be like, well, it should have been played by a, by a trans person. We're, we're going to dismiss this. It's beyond just the, just the voice. I think she's just very, again, speaking of lifetime, I don't know if this is around the time where she was, I think it must've been where she was doing desperate housewives. Yes. It feels like that. Right. Does that make sense? And it it's feels also strange like her name is Brie because one of the characters on Desperate, on Desperate Housewives is, is named Brie. Brie right? Yeah, Nicolette Sher- is yeah. That no, that's Sher- the. I think that's the redhead, Marsha. Oh right, yes, Cross, Marsha Cross. What happened to Marsha Cross? I don't know what did happen to Marsha Cross. Where's she, she at? She should have done some varsity blues scandal. And <laughs> get her name back. Out get her. There. Get her name in the. Get it in people's mouths. We're mm-hmm. talking about Marsha Cross. Um, do you know what I'm saying by that? Without it, felt yeah. it felt very. It feels it. It feels like a TV performance. I don't. That's a strange thing to say, but it just doesn't. It, I didn't think it was good. And here's and here's another reason why I maybe didn't think it was good. I don't like this movie. Right. It, it, it's not good. And they the and it's played. Of this film is preposterous. Is insane. So if you haven't seen Trans America, basically, she is has to get a sign off from her psychologist therapist to okay her surgery which is which, for me i mean i don't know how the tra- i'm I, again i'm i'm not trans feels like a fuck you oh like, for sure and i don't even know if that's a general i'm sure it's a practice in certain states i would guess in more liberal states it's probably not a general practice anymore that you have to have those great i hope not um things i i'm not sure but basically her th- she finds out she has a son from the one time one person she had had sex with prior to realizing who she actually was. Sure. That son has been arrested in New York um, on drug charges. He is a John. Yeah. Prostitute? Yes. Um, So he... Sex worker. Sex worker. Um, So the therapist tells her she has to go to New York to bail this son she never knew out of prison or she won't sign off on her surgery. Yeah. And then it ends up being this like road trip movie across the country, which has a delightful Dolly Parton song during the credits. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that's... The Dolly Parton song is the best part of the entire yeah. movie. Horrible therapist. Horrible she therapist. Terrible, terrible idea. Terrible idea. And then she lies too about it and he buys it. She's like, I'm from the church yeah. of the potential father, yeah. which felt like <laughs> I was like, I thought she was telling him that she was me too. Cause he called. Yeah. It was, that was so bananas to me. And like, anyway, that he didn't he, ask any other he questions, but he uh, decides he wants to marry her. Yeah. I do not care for this part. And then, uh, Kisses her on the mouth and attempts to. And honestly, and by the way, she does lingers, not fight. Yeah, lingers for too long. She does not fight back. Yeah, it it is upsetting. Yeah, and then he's very naked in a lot. It's just not. It it's played a lot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
this is a very serious subject. This is a very like, this is like an important thing. Yeah. And everything is played for, it's, it's crazy that it is played like for laughs. Yeah. Like you it's like, I would like to the, he was it. abused by his like yeah. stepfather. And then the next scene is like, these two crazy kids. I'm like, this isn't funny. Yeah. Um, you know what I would have liked to see? And I'm just going to double check to make sure I get this character, this, um, actor's name, right? Oh, whatever's, whatever's coming next is going to be a joke, isn't it? No, it's not a joke. Um, are you going to joke about Transamerica? No, what I was going to say is that what I would like to see instead of this story about her driving across the country with her son Mm -hmm. is a romantic comedy between her and Graham Greene. Which one's Graham Greene? The, the Native American man that gives them a ride when they're in Arizona. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yes. give me that movie. Yeah, instead. give me that movie. Sure. Give me the, You know what? Honestly, give me like any other movie, maybe. Yeah. You know what I would like? You know what? Give me a Pride and Prejudice. Give me the six-hour Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Give me that. I just, I don't, I, I think part of it is I don't, part of it is I'm offended. Yeah. Part of it on behalf, on behalf of trans people. Part of it is... I don't think she's very good. I think she's overplaying it. Uh-huh. And then part of it is I really don't like this movie. Right. So those three reasons to me says, I'm going to give this Oscar of these five. I mean, we haven't even talked about the actual winner. To Miss Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. June Carter Cash. June Carter Cash. Baby, baby, baby. Listen, I think she... I think Reese Witherspoon is great in Walk the Line. She's great. I think the only argument, and I think this was like kind of brought up at the time, she doesn't even come into the movie until like 35 minutes into the film. Sure. So I think the the really, the only like maybe strike against her was people being like, is it a lead performance or is it a supporting performance? And I think, and I think that's, that's fair because she comes in late. I think it's lead. I still think it's lead. Right. I mean, it's his story, but it's, it really is the story of their, it doesn't, it's not a cradle to grave yeah. For, for it's it's the story of their their love and yeah. their relationship. It may be the perfect role for her, and I say that, yeah. Even though obviously, like Elle Woods and um, Tracy Flick are incredible performances. Yeah, like June Carter may encapsulate Reese Witherspoon even better than those two characters do. She is June Carter, and she sings in this too, right? And yeah. she sings really well. Yeah. This movie, I think we've talked about this movie before because neither one of us is a big fan of a biopic. Right. And neither one of us is a big fan of a musical biopic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I and I really like this movie. This this is one of those movies that's like on TV and you're like, yeah, I'll watch your shit for a little bit. Right. And it's not even my type of music. But I'm into it. I, the two of them have such great chemistry and she is so charming. I just like her. And I think she actually kind of wins the movie also, and it's partially because I feel like more, and we'll talk more about this when we talk about Best Actor because he was nominated also, but she doesn't have to play as much of the trite. Yes. This is a musical biopic stuff that he does. Yes. Um, She just gets to be kind of winsome and charming, Mm -hmm. and she has, like, the dramatic moments and stuff, but, like, yeah, you're just rooting for her the whole time. Yeah, she doesn't have the... She doesn't have like the dark night of the soul like issues yeah. that he yeah like has. the darkest moment she has is when that woman comes up to her yeah. in the shop and is like, "Your parents must be so ashamed." Yeah, 
Which, by the way, her parents don't seem ashamed at all. Her at all. Her parents seem like they're great with they her. They seem totally fine. She I'm seems sure very sure well adjusted. Di- I'm sure it was difficult for them when mm-hmm. she went through that first divorce. But um, They're okay with it now. You're already down there. I love... I, I, it's a delight. It's a real... It's a, it's a fun... It's a fun performance. Yeah. And she's very winsome in it. And yeah, I'd give it to her for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Joan Allen. And on the upside of anger. This movie, I had never seen this movie before. This yeah. is a fun movie. Yeah. Another movie with a great group great of daughters. Great group of daughters. We got oh, let's um let's rank them. Okay. In terms of performance or in terms of favorite daughter or fame wise. What oh, do you think? Okay. So we've got Evan Rachel Wood, Erica Christensen, Carrie Russell. Russell. And I feel like I'm we're definitely forgetting. We're missing one. Oh, it's um, it's Alicia Witt. Alicia Witt. Okay, so Alicia Witt. So Alicia Witt's at the bottom, and then I'd probably say Erica Christensen, Christensen. and then Carrie Russell, and I think I put Evan Rachel Wood at the top. Yeah, although I think like they could flip flop. They could flip flop a little bit because I think when like the Americans was like in its heyday, I think I'd have Carrie Russell sure up there, and then I think Westworld flipped it back. She's like my fate. She's for me. I think she is the most beautiful. Well dressed woman in Hollywood. That's my hot take on Carrie Russell. I'm obsessed with Carrie Russell. Um, uh, this movie's very fun. Joan Allen's a blast in it. She's great. She's, She's great. really good. I don't know that she would have. She wouldn't have won because no. Reese Witherspoon's playing a real person, and again, it's a great performance. Um, she definitely should have been nominated, probably over all four other performances. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's a. It's a. It. I think this is a. And the degree of difficulty of this is high because she's playing a woman who. I'm not going to give it away, but she's playing a woman who's a husband lost her husband who's lost her husband, and and she's bitter and her husband has left her. Her husband's left her. She yeah. She like so she's playing like a like sort of icy character Mm -hmm. that that probably honestly turned off Academy voters. Yeah, but she's also really funny. Yeah. It's it's not just one note of like of her being depressed or her being angry or her being sad or yeah. her being like there's a lot she has so many colors in this in this also, movie if you and it's great. Seen the upside of anger. This is like the ideal Kevin Costner performance. Yes, I've never been attracted to Kevin Costner before. This movie changed my mind. He plays a former pitcher. I'm convinced that that might not have been in the original script and once they were able to get Kevin Costner he was like what if I was a pitcher and they're like all right Kevin that's fine we can it could be like Bull stuff. like Bull Durham you guys it's either that seen or it? they wrote it as a f- former baseball player and they're like well we have to go to Costner yeah, first obviously. he's gonna probably say no but and they were like holy shit we got Costner he is hot in this movie and very charming it's a great movie it's really it's a good great movie a lot of great performances a lot of up and coming. You could pair this with Mrs. Henderson Presents. Yeah, they, they they beat different flavors. Different flavors, but that's why you pair it. Yeah. You could also pair with Pride and Prejudice and just do like a Daughters. Yeah, Daughters. Yeah. Call it Daughters Night. Just call it Daughters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is fun. Joan Allen is a delight. You could go out to, you could go to Father's Daughter for dinner. <laughs> And then come home and do a double feature, Pride and Prejudice. If and, you're in Los Angeles. And then watch, a, what would the Father's movie be? Oh, the Father's movie? Mm-hmm. Well, you would watch The Father. 
You watch the Literally. father. You watch the father, okay, in the afternoon. Then you go to father's daughters. Yeah. And then you come back and you watch Upside of Anger and then Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Father's daughters. What a night. What a night you What a night for. you would You're, have. Congratulations yeah. on that date we just gave you. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm still so, picking Reese Witherspoon. So we're keeping we're keeping it with Reese, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Not a great... I kind of went, went in not thinking I was going to go that way. Me too. But I was like, yeah, that's fair. It's I fair. think I probably have the nominees. I, I think I'd have Charlize second. I think I would do, yeah. yeah. And then I probably would put Keira Knightley because... I think sh- I'd have Judy Dench third. Okay. And I think I'd actually have maybe Felicity over Keira Knightley, even though I like Pride and Prejudice way better. Yeah. I just don't think that that performance screams best actress. I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm I'm colored because yeah. of the my love of that movie. No. Mr. Bingley. Sorry. There it is Brenda Blethyn is in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. No, I feel like is that how it, is that who says Mr. Bingley? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people say Mr. Bingley. Yeah. It's always a lot of, there's a lot of Mr. and Mrs. You know, the fun thing about Pride and Prejudice is when they're addressing the daughters, they say like Mrs. Bennett, Miss Bennett would, is Jane, yeah. Miss Elizabeth Bennett. Right. You gotta, then you're going to say that, you know, the rest and of the Ms. names. Miss Mary Bennett. Miss Mary Bennett, Miss Kitty Bennett. Well, I don't, mm. I don't know if her name was actually Kitty. That's a good question. Must have been Catherine? Probably. Like who would name her Kitty? Kithrine. Kithrine. <laughs> Miss Lydia Bennett. Good heavens. We do host every Bennett in the country. That's a Kelly Riley line. Yeah. She's great. I like her too. Anyway, thanks That's guys. It. Reese Witherspoon's still, still best actress. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about best actor also. Um, you'll probably, you'll hear that episode in um, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Usually we do these on back-to-back weeks, but does look like we're going to have a, a slight delay in our next record also. So I want to space these out for you. I don't want you to have to go with us for, go without us for too long at a time. Mm, we know how tough that is. Um, Megan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, <laughs> no. Great. I think, I think no. Um, <laughs> you can follow us at Twitter. That was so cryptic. Not at this time. At the Oscar should. You can follow us on Instagram at the Oscar should have gone to or Facebook. As always, please rate and review us on iTunes if you like what you're listening to. And we will talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.